DWN Productions, THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com. Yeah. So we uh, told everybody about the week yesterday. So fuck that, Joe. It's the fifth anal Jean Claude Van Damathon. Are you excited? Not really. Uh, ah. But I did watch some stuff that. Uh wasn't on my radar wasn't imdb related so a little different this time all right how about you uh tell us all about that then joe um well first of all i've watched a movie that uh, i had already watched which was death warrant and uh i think maybe the first year we did this i watched this but hadn't written anything about it you know for you know, an upcoming publication. So uh, I revisited this movie and I discovered quickly that, uh, damn, this guy's movies are very forgettable. <laughs> it's like, I know I've watched this, but like, I, I didn't remember a whole lot about it. And uh, that goes with like the next movie that I'll talk about. It's the same thing. Uh, they've got, They've all got moments, you know, that you'll remember maybe one scene, but as a whole, the movies, there's not much to them, you know? Um, Is this the one where he goes undercover in a jail and then they find out that he's undercover and they don't believe him and they still stick him in there or whatever? Well, in this one, like, uh, first of all, he's after the guy that killed his partner. He's after a serial killer's called the Sandman, you know, the rest yeah. EC so, dub. EC dub. <laughs> so he's knocking back beers left and right. And uh, Jean Claude shoots him like five times and then arrests him. 
And then, uh, yeah, I guess the Mounties, they get uh, Jean-Claude to go undercover because people are mysteriously dying in a prison. You know, it's just happening a little too often for them. So he, he goes in and uh, right away just starts asking questions to the guy that used to play Benson on the TV show. <laughs> the Benson what got like, okay. like an eye thing, like when he's blind in one eye or something. And uh, he meets the local trans community. In the, <laughs> the, uh, whole, the whole community? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he investigates. And uh, Al Leong is there. And he fights that guy for a while. That's um, the, uh, like, short Chinese dude with no hair except for on the sides and a long beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he fights him in a laundry room or some right? shit. <laughs> yes, you know, with a broomstick and everything. Uh, yeah, you might remember this guy was in one of the Andy Sidaris movies that we watched too. He's in a lot of shit. He's all over the place. <laughs> no, Joe, that was Pat Morita. <laughs> Pat Morita was also <laughs> no, that was Danny Trejo uh, <laughs> playing an Asian. Um, yeah, so. The Sandman gets sent, uh, sentenced to this prison, and like Sandman knows he's a cop, so everybody knows he's a cop. So he's fighting the whole prison now, and the guards, because the guards are all crooked too. Tom, he's fighting everybody, you know. And the people that send him in there, they're crooked too. They're the ones that are behind it all. So why did they send him in there in the first place? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make a damn lick of sense. Uh, is this the, the fighting... one where there's like a big monster at the end that he has to fight? Well, he kicks uh, the Sandman into the prison furnace. And the Sandman comes out of there and he's on fire and all burnt up. And he's still fighting Jean-Claude. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I am think I'm thinking of In Hell. Yeah, because that's another prison movie, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh Overall, this movie's okay, but like, you know, like I said, you turn your logic off when you're watching this guy's movies, because uh, they're pretty stupid, and uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of acting chops at this point. You know, he get got better later on, but uh, yeah, he's really not bringing much. Here. <laughs> I think uh, this was one of the last canon movies, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so but when I, I saw like they, they filmed this and then they shelved it and didn't do shit with it and then uh, I think maybe Universal Soldier made a lot of money so then they brought it out or something I don't know it's real confusing like he did a lot of shit that was uh, that made money and then he started doing stuff like Legionnaire and this I don't think this made any money either I'm, I'm not sure uh, it shouldn't have you know <laughs> I didn't watch it in the theater. You know what also you didn't watch in the theater, Joe? What's that? Kung Fu Panda 2. I did Have you not heard watch of this? That. I've heard of this. This is a the sequel. No, that's fine. The sequel to uh Ken Kung Fu Panda 1. Yes. Right. Starring Jack Blackoff. Jack All Black. these movies are. He uh, he stars as the voice of the panda. 
Oh, shit. There's a few of these movies, and I'm pretty sure that there was or is a TV show. And uh, these movies are pretty fucking popular. I'm sure you've heard of them and all that shit, but uh, this wasn't that good, Joe. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. Uh, Yeah, I'm always disappointed when... uh, you know, they don't take advantage of the animation to where, I mean, it's animated. You can pretty much do whatever you want. And there's not really these fantastical fight scenes or whatever. It's all just kind of pretty basic. But again, it's for children. Right. So, but yeah, I didn't really care for the animation or the designs or Anything like that, uh, JCVD has maybe a page of dialogue. He's like a sidekick to a sidekick. Uh, cro- it's a crocodile. He's like the guard, a second, a number two guard. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, kind of hard to understand him. It sounds like he was literally recorded in a different studio of a lot lower quality because the audio is just different. And Had you seen con- the first movie? Fuck no. Okay, so you kind of <laughs> went to this not knowing what the fuck's going on then, right? No. No? It's, no. Uh, I mean, you haven't not seen the first. I've never seen either of them. Uh, I don't know. Does it fill you in like a comic book recap? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, James Hong, he plays the bear's adopted father, and he's like a fucking bird who makes noodles or some shit. And, uh, I guess it was just this fucking panda's quest to become a kung fu master, and he did. Who gives a fuck? I mean, it's a whole bunch of... This is it, huh? This is that... uh, Funny racist caricatures... I mean, not really. The uh, peacock is kind of like a low-key gay, but yeah, it's pretty tame and whatever. Hmm. But yeah, I don't see how this got so big and got all these sequels and shit, because usually... You'll see like one of these animated things or whatever. Maybe it's not for you because you're not a child. You'd be like, okay, I get it. It's animated well or the story was all right, you know, shit like that. But this was just Okay. That's that's a Kung Fu Panda too. <laughs> see, that's all I got for that shit. Skip it. And there was a fucking he's in the third one too, but I saved just enough movies to, if he doesn't come out with any more movies within the next year, I'll have enough to do one more. (laughs) So we'll see. Well, Tom, I uh, just finished watching this a few minutes ago. uh, Rewatched Knock Off. Mm. Now, this is another one that I'm watching and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I've seen this. You know, it's just I forgot almost everything about it. Primarily, I had forgotten that Rob Schneider is in it. And I'll tell you this about Rob Schneider. Fuck that guy. 
Like, <laughs> like the most unfunny guy ever. It's like, shit, I mean, was Chris Kattan busy or something? You couldn't get that guy instead? Um, so, it's a really confusing plot, so bear with me. Like, it's, like, all over the fucking place. Uh, Rob Schneider and John Claude are... They, they sell knockoffs, Tom, you know, like fake shoes, you know, or fake uh, jeans, you know, and they're doing pretty good and they're about to go legit with their jeans, you know, and, but first, before they do that, Tom, they've got a, uh, they've got a rickshaw race to win. So. I hope disaster around. doesn't strike. In the rickshaw, but unfortunately, he wore some knockoff shoes, and his <laughs> shoes are falling apart while he's running. Uh, he tails buddy, from the crypt. <laughs> his buddy Eddie, another like mafioso uh, triad type guy, he's in the race too, but uh, he's cheating, and he gets somebody to substitute for him so he can go to the finish line or something. But they kidnap that guy. Some Russians do. Because some Russians, they've got some bombs. This new bomb that they developed, Tom, that has green flames. And it blows shit up real good. And uh, then the CIA gets involved. And uh, they're investigating the knockoffs. But it turns out Rob Schneider is a CIA guy, too. And then there's this black lady that she's investigating. If she's CIA or no, is she? We don't know. Is she part of the company? Turns out, yeah, she's CIA also. <laughs> After they made us seem like she's an assassin or something. Anyway, they meet Paul Servino, the head of the CIA there in Hong Kong. But turns out that he's trying to get the bombs from the Russians so he can blow stuff up and ransom the USA, I think, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's just confusing, man. I, I don't know what the hell is going on in this. Uh, it's directed by Sui Hark, who directed like the Once Upon a Time in China movies and some other stuff. And he's got like a weird style of directing. You know, it's just really like that editing that I don't like. That's just all over the place. But multiply that times five. And then he does like camera tricks, like doubling up people, like when they're looking at something, it shakes and the, the camera's always in motion, Tom. It's always moving, you know, and then they'll do this picture in picture thing. And it's just, it's too much, man. <laughs> it's too much of a good thing. It's not a good thing. This is not a good movie. And, uh, you know, again, you have some fairly decent fight kit, fight scenes, uh, that John Claude, he can throw a roundhouse kick. I'll tell you that. He's got that shit down. Uh, but yeah, this is just a confusing mess. You know, and it plays to uh this was probably during his drug time, Tom, when he would have the ten thousand dollar a week substance problem, as he says. You know. I don't know. Not good. Yeah, look at uh, Street Fighter, Inferno, Desert Heat around that time. Mm -hmm. I uh, pulled a picture for last year's Van Damathon when we talked about Desert Heat. Yeah, dude looked like he was on drugs for sure. Yeah. That was the image that was used. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
But yeah, all you gotta know about this one, if you want to watch a movie starring Jean-Claude and Rob Schneider about bootleg <laughs> jeans, this is the one. For some reason, they were pushing that guy hard for a minute. He was in Judge Dredd, too. That's right, he was, yeah. Uh, I never watched all of that one. I got real tired of it real quick. Probably because Rob Schneider is in it. I never watched The Animal or whatever the fuck that was. Uh Deuce Bigelow, I never watched that one. I, I just don't like the guy. You know? <laughs> Is it because of his ethnicity, Joe? Maybe. I mean, Adam Sandler, he's okay, you know? And he always gives Rob Schneider work. Mm. So you got beef against Adam Sandler for that? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit, Joe. I watched Dragon Eyes. <laughs> Have you heard of it? I haven't heard of that one. All right. I think this was uh, sometime in the 2012, 2014, somewhere around there. It uh, stars a gentle fellow named Kung Lee. Have you heard of him? Kung Lee I have not heard of. He's a MMA fighter, I guess. So uh, in this one, old Kung Lee, he uh, he goes to jail because the cops think he killed this white lady. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hazy because I watched a bunch of these movies this week, so they're all kind of <laughs> blending together. <laughs> but I'm going to say no. All right. He seemed like a good chap man in and the... Uh, yeah, mm. we'll see. So uh, in jail, he's about to get beat up by the white supremacists until you see a foot come into frame and kick the white supremacists in the fucking face. And it's Juan Cloud, Joe. Can you believe it? He's in jail or prison. Mm. I can't he's believe hell, it. Tom. Fuck. But probably. you can't say that because that's another movie. Probably had a death warrant out on him. Probably did. Fucking prick. You know, that title doesn't make sense. That I think about. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, in prison, Juan Claude teaches uh, Kung Lee, an Asian guy, the way <laughs> of Kung Fu. So it's just, you know, flashbacks of JCVD training this fucking dude to, like, fucking fight and do all this shit. And then he says, okay, now you have to go back from St. Jude's and protect my peoples since I am in prisons forever for killing my sons for a heist that goes wrongs. Now you have to go back to my neighborhood and protect all these strangers from the drugs. And Does the he games. have yellow eyes, Tom, with like black <laughs> yes. going down? Okay. He has yellow something else. And if he was a cartoon character, that's the color he would be drawn, Joe. So he goes to old Juan Claude's hood. It's uh, uh, undesirable. It's an undesirable location to live. In a lot of 
No, I think it's Nolens. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of Mexicans mm. around selling drugs and shit. And uh, he's not into that. He's there to clean up the streets. Unfortunately for him, RoboCop runs the streets. And he plays this WAP guy. But that guy couldn't look any less Italian if he tried. Or if he even tried to act. (laughs) So fucking uh, old Kung Lee gets caught up. And he starts being like an enforcer. And selling drugs and shit but it's all a ploy to try and take them all out and make the community safe will he succeed will he fail it's a movie so he probably succeeds (laughs) the end uh yeah this guy can fucking fight or at least they can like they shot it to entertaining to make it look like he can fight and Mm-hmm. He breaks a shit ton of glass in this movie, like his name was Jason Voorhees. So if there's that, if you like to see glass get its ass kicked, this is the movie for you. But yeah, it was worth a watch. I'll never watch the motherfucker again, but if I watched it a little earlier, I might have paid Kung Lee the twenty-five bucks to talk about this movie and call you a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so worked today and, uh, so I, I don't really watch, I don't have a TV there. So I put it on YouTube and just put it on the old speaker and, uh, listened to, uh, some people that made like many documentaries about, uh, old Jean-Claude there, you know, just retrospectives of his career. And turns out he was a ballerina as a kid. <laughs> You know, and that's why because everyone was making fun of him. So he said, "Ah, I'm gonna be a ballerina. I'll show you." Yeah, but no, they made fun of him because he was a ballerina and because he wore goofy glasses. We all know what that's like. So his parents said, "Hey, well, we're gonna put you in uh, martial arts so you can learn martial arts, and nobody in Belgium will mess with you ever again." You know, so I learned a little about that and learned about that ten thousand dollar a week drug habit and his five wives he's been married five times tom twice to the same lady though (laughs) so i went it's kind of a wash right yeah uh he's got three children that now he puts them in his movies and stuff you know they'll have like little scenes doing kung fu or something you know uh, I don't really know what style it is that he fucking practices. They didn't really say that in any of the documentaries. You know, they talk about him, you know, in Predator and all that, you know, doing the thing in that goofy costume that they had for him. Uh, about, like, him getting pissed off at Albert Puyun because Albert Puyun, like, laughed at him. And he said... He- <laughs> I mean, I would get pissed off, too, if the likes of fucking Nemesis or Albert Nemesis Pune laughed at me. (laughs) That's some shit that would be like, maybe I should off myself if this fucking guy's laughing at me. Um the shit with Canon, the confusing shit with Canon, but them filming movies and then the shelving them and then going broke. 
and then MGM acquiring all the library and releasing that shit later. So, uh, not a whole lot of talk about him being in breaking. Um, they talk about him like not knowing how to fucking, uh, movie fight. You know, he was actually knocking people out and fucking hurting people when he was doing this shit. And they said, uh, when he did, what was that one with show Kasuji? Black uh, Eagle. Black Eagle that like, like he hit Shokasuji a few times and Shokasuji went at him and they would have to break them up because they were fucking going at it all the time every time they had a scene. <laughs> interesting, interesting shit, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Terrific, Joe. <Yeah>. Speaking of <laughs> Juan Claude's daughter and putting her in movies, I watched Alien Uprising. Starring uh, Juan Claude's daughter that I forgot her fucking name because contrary to popular belief, Van Damme isn't this guy's fucking name. Mm -hmm. It's something much goofier and much longer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, this takes place in the land of mates. Yeah. We see a bunch of blokes with their birds. They're out at a local pub, yeah. <laughs> getting into a little, getting into a little fighting, a little drinking, yeah. And uh, then they do some fighting, and he's just like, "Oi, I got kicked out of this fucking bar, and there was a slag in there. She looked like one of them dirty girls, one of them girls that'll do anything. You know what I'm talking? That he's saying all these things, Joe, and it turns out." She was behind him the whole time, so oh, she heard everything. But it turns out she was everything that he said, Joe, because she went home and fucked him that night. <laughs> so all the friends wake up in the house, and uh, the electronics aren't working. And it turns out, Joe, aliens are invading. There's a big... Not good-looking CGI spaceship over this mate city. And it's just them, like, you know, like how they do in zombie movies and shit, trying to find their way out of the city, trying to get supplies. How would life be if this happened with the panic and all that? And uh, it takes, their travels take them to the main character's uncle's house. And the uncle is played by Juan Claude. And he has this cottage farm out in the country. And it turns out he knew everything that was going on because he has this old radio that was uh, picking up alien communications and shit like that. So he's like, hey, everybody, you got, you got to trust. You can only trust who you know. If you don't know, you can't trust. And everybody's like, oh, we've known them for years. We've known them. Hey, what about that whore you just met last night? We only met her last night. Turns out, Joe, she's a fucking alien spy. Can you believe it? And then her and her dad have a fight. And then Juan Cloud's like, oh. So you want the radio, huh? Biggest spaceships? Here, you take the radio. 
And then a laser beam comes down from the fucking ship and blows him up. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, his daughter gets sucked up on the spaceship. Fucking the military comes. CGI garbage is blowing up CGI garbage and looks terrible. (laughs) And it turns out the aliens won, Joe. If you don't like frantically shot and edited, fucking looking like a found footage movie with all its shakiness and cinematography without being a found footage movie, this is for you. This shit was kind of hard to watch and uh, wasn't very good. The novelty and, like, you know, human nature, the awe of seeing Juan Claude and his daughter get to act and fighting together in a movie like i guess it's worth watching for that but everything else was just rubbish for the bin as they say mate especially because oh you gotta listen all these fuckers talking like this yeah no no stand up against the english that's all i'm saying rise up against the english get up stand up fuck Stand up to the English mm-hmm. in non-violence. Right, right. Just throw some tea or some shit. But not at them. No, no. Just throw it in the harbor and show them who's boss. Right. Make sure you pay for it first, though, because you don't <laughs> want to steal. Tom, check this out. Now, I probably couldn't do that before today, Tom, because what I did is I took a training session with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I suppose that during the pandemic, uh, because this was posted two years ago to YouTube, Jean-Claude started teaching people stretching techniques and, you know, how to get back in shape. And uh, along the way, he teaches you things like how to walk, how to walk (laughs) properly, you know, with straight legs, you know, so you can look more intimidating. You you know, you'll you'll draw attention if you walk straight, Tom, not if you're just kicking your legs out like like that keep on trucking cartoon, you know, that's just going to be odd. Um, this training session it's on YouTube and the first session is broken up into five parts. So if you want to learn how to stretch, this is the way to do it. Go about with John Claude, you know, stuff like, like putting yourself against the wall and tightening your butt cheeks. <laughs> um, and he's, you know, says modifications for people with like big bellies that can't, you know, like, like bend down as, as good as regular people, you know, normal people. People uh, aren't as flexibles if you're not as flexibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is some funny shit. <laughs> and I can't believe I watched more than one part, but I watched that whole five part session. Uh, 
it, it all starts out with like a thing. Hey, you know, uh, I was in an accident and had to, you know, relearn all this stuff. So I'm going to teach it to you. But consult a doctor if you need to before this, you know, you know, before you do any re exercise regime. But then you can be like me and he shows you his muscles and, you know. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's wearing uh, crazy makeup, too. <laughs> he's wearing, like, all black, except for his fucking true blue ass shoes. <laughs> like, he wants you to yeah. focus on his fucking feet. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a JCVD... Uh, tank top you know and has like this symbol that we have right here in between us on printed on the back uh but no he's wearing like like rose rouge on his face his face is is different from the rest of his skin they and had a mortician like, come in and do the makeup for this yeah he, he's got like <laughs> eyeshadow and and fucking the eyeliner he just looks odd odd as hell it's uh it's something. I'm going to be watching more of his stuff, though, because it's funny. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's just funny in the way that he sounds and he talks, because I watched a little bit more than you. I was expecting to, like, laugh and see all this shit, but uh, it's odd, especially mm -hmm. because of how it's shot in the room yeah. they're doing it in. You wouldn't picture this being like a workout room. It looks like a very European living space. Yeah, yeah I think the and kitchen they, is behind him. There's a like a little table, like a breakfast table or something. They do a lot of weird fucking... It's not a lot of weird camera work. It's like just the same shot over and over again where they fucking go like a wide shot and then pan past the bottle. Yeah, there's now the bottle. And back bottle from the, the bottle. <laughs> yeah. And they just do that shot all the fucking time. I mean, if you want a JCVD workout tape or whatever it is, uh, hopefully they have this on DVD because with the commercials yeah. and how it's broken up and not being able to skip that fucking intro. I can see this being very fucking tedious. Like you would just have to watch however long all these videos are a few times until you can memorize what everything is because it would just be a very hard watch. Even if you had YouTube premium or whatever where you could skip the commercials, yeah. just how they have, it's like seven minutes a piece and you always have the same intro on all of them so it would just be uh, you'd just be better running around the block you fat fucking bitch yeah just get up <laughs> do something <laughs> yeah but I would be lying to you if I said when he started showing you how to stretch your wrist I was like alright well, you know I'm sitting down I can actually try this one I was half listening and watching while I was sculpting today, but yeah, you hit me up. It's like, oh, you gotta watch this. It's fucking hilarious. And then I realized why it was funny because the way <laughs> he was speaking. I was like, ah, Joe and his racism. God damn it. But yeah, it's out there. It's uh, free on YouTube. It's just kind of 
hard to watch with all the there was a fucking taco bell commercial on one of them <laughs> i was just like oh, don't you pick these a little better jesus christ sell somebody's shoes or fucking aspirin or something that goddamn taco bell let's see here joe i watched a uh, hard target again this was the one that uh, my mom and I watched for the movie night. I was going to let her pick out whatever she wanted to, but the internet was down. Mm. So uh couldn't stream any of them, so I said, all right, well, uh, you can get a Hard Target or uh, what's the fuck other one? Sudden Death. Those are both ones that are good and you should not have a problem with because I don't think anybody's naked in either one of them. <laughs> so she picked Hard Target. We watched Hard Target again. And excuse me. It's all right. I don't like it as much as when I watched it last time. But uh, it was all right. There's some funny shit in it. John Claude's in a goofy ass looking fucking mullet walking around like a fucking French Marv from Sin City. He's got this stupid ass duster jacket on trying to look tough. And uh, this is another, this is another take on the most dangerous game, Joe. So uh, Lance Henriksen, old nutsack face himself. He's this fucking rich guy who uh, sets up hunts for other rich guys. But they, uh, they hunt uh, veterans, but not any veterans, homeless veterans with no family or friends. Some wouldn't even call them people. But not me, because I thank them for their service, no matter who they are, Joe. So, uh, ladies, dad is one of these unfortunate souls who gets caught up in the game. And uh, she hires Juan Cloud to show him around town so she can try and find out what happened to her old papa. And when they find out, Lance Henriksen is running a human hunting game or whatever the fuck you want to call it he uh tracks him down and puts an end to his scrotum like features <laughs> yeah so but like the only veteran that knew how to fight back it seems right yep. uh, and he's got a buddy name of wilford brimley who is doing his <laughs> own Cajun accent that's his uncle Oh, okay. That's your uncle, Mofre Mimi, or whatever the fuck he said his name was. Yeah. I don't think it was Mofred Mimi, but. And he, what, has a crossbow or a bow and arrow? A bow and arrow, like a real engine. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen this in a long time. This is a, a John Woo flick. This is when he was making American movies, you know, like this and Broken Arrow and some other bullshit that I didn't like. Face Off, there you go. That was the mm. other. Uh, you you but, get it? It's because they took their faces off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so call it Face Off. Yeah, that was the one with the magnetic prison. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Hard Target. I don't know. I mean, I'd break my foot if I kicked a, a propane tank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it quite works like that. Those things even empty. They're pretty fucking heavy. <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell 
if you have, do I still got propane in this? It's right. Hard to let me put a flame up to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if uh, you've seen the uh, gif of uh, Juan Cloud punching the fuck out of that snake, mm-hmm. this is the movie that it's from. So if you wanted to see that, this is the one. But I think uh, we actually talked about this one on either the third or fourth. Because if you're listening to this and you just need more JCVD, check out the YouTube playlist with years five, four, and three. And if you even need more than that, head on over to boygob.com and listen to years two and one of the Jean-Claude Van Damathon. And I'm thinking, but I think uh, the snake, because he actually hit the snake and the snake took him to court. Uh, <laughs> several instances where Jean-Claude was sued for hitting people uh, while filming. Fucking bitch-ass snake. So, Tom, I also watched, uh, I guess, while he was doing the the training videos for people, he was also trying to shine a little light on the earth, you know, like make the world a better place by doing some inspirational talks. And he has quite a few of these on his YouTube channel. Uh, After you hit subscribe on ours, go over to Jean-Claude Van Damme and subscribe to his. uh, Jean-Claude Damme official. Mm-hmm. One that I watched uh, was Make Yourself Efficient. And, you know, he's talking about the distractions we have in life and, you know, how things can get out of control. And uh, a good way to get yourself in control of what you're going to do on a daily basis, Tom, is make a schedule. Make a schedule of what you're going to do and uh, think about things so the thinking is very important um this is not as entertaining as the uh, and this thing's long this was like what 20 minutes or something and he's just kind of rambling you know it's like he like you're in the pandemic i guess he needed somebody to talk to so it's like fuck it i'll just talk to myself and post it you know but he is he's trying to shine a little bit of light on the world make you know you know, make people feel better. And I got to commend that, Tom. He's he's doing it. He's doing all right. Uh, but, yeah, it's just odd. It, it's it's a weird thing. It meanders a lot. He talks about uh, the two people that are inside you. One is a boss and one is an employee. And how you have to get them to work together, Tom. Because when they're in opposition, the business can't run properly. The business of your life, Tom. Odd shit. Odd shit. Uh, I'd say it's worth a look just to see what an odd cat this guy is. Uh, he's Belgian. I mean, I don't know what to think. <laughs> uh, at least he doesn't make videos with him and a little shitty dog. Right. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> the JVCDBBC uh, special that we do every year. Well, Joe, I got a few more, luckily or unluckily. 
I watched one called We Die Young. And it's about how Mexicans were always in Washington, D.C., Joe. Just 20 minutes away, you could see Washington, D.C. from the barrio, Joe. (laughs) Full of Mexicans, but not just any Mexicans. The MS-13. They're there. And they have a young child. Well, not young. Teenager-ish? Yeah, teenager. And uh, he's running drugs for him. And Juan Cloud is buying drugs from this young boy because he was in the war, you see. And the bomb blew off his fucking vocal cords. So now he has to talk with an app on his phone and wear a jerkin around his neck so nobody makes fun of his funny little blown off vocal cord scar is he living in the body too or does he just he go is. get his drugs nope he lives and works there okay because as his phone says as his phone says for him he likes the people ha ha so <laughs> in the body he's either working at a tire place that's right joe or, or a lone place <laughs> No. A, a check cashing place, I should say. Nope. He's working at an auto shop. Okay. So, yes, it was the first one. So, there is some authenticity to this. So they did their yes. research. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, the day of this uh, big gang leader's sister's wedding, like everything's going down. They're having a wedding at his house. And the feds are watching them. And this other fucking, I don't know if it's like a rival gang or another chapter of their gang. But he's supposed to give this guy money. The fucking kid was supposed to deliver it. Shit gets turned sideways. And now that kid's got to get it. His little, oh my God. So you think it's fucked up that this, like, 14 or 16-year-old kid's running drugs for the gangs, but fucking he has to go meet up and drop the fucking drugs off to somebody else to run it the other way, and it's his little brother that's, like, eight years old. (laughs) He's like, no, you can't be in a gang. You don't want my life. So he brings him back to school and he's like, you stay here, god damn it. And then a couple scenes later, we see this fucking eight-year-old kid getting jumped in by all these grown-ass men with tattoos all over their face and arms and hands and shit. You just see this eight-year-old kid just getting kicked in the fucking face and shit. Ridiculous, Joe, but it happens. But it happens. But this was a this was a fantastical reenactment of life, though. So uh Juan Cloud's gotta gotta save the day, Joe, and make everything right. Will he? Won't he? Find out and we die young. This one is pretty good. I liked it. I'll <laughs> never watch it the fuck again. But it was all right. 
And I was, it was just like, huh. So Greg Abbott, he didn't have anything to do with that situation. <laughs> they were there all the time. All right. All right. I see. Fake news, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Couldn't believe it. But yeah, it was all right. Uh, if you like hood movies and you want one with JCVD, we die young. It's not bad. Ah, however, a dog gets fucking literally blown up in that fucking kid's hand. They're like fucking driving away from the gangs. And the gangs are firing into their car, and the young kid who just got beat up is holding its dog. The dog gets hit by a bullet and literally fucking explodes. And the kid's just holding its floppy body, like, wake up, Pepley, wake up, and shit <laughs> like that. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, the dog fucking. That's how it was. I'm just like, Man, this is this one's actually not bad. This is surprisingly good. And at the same time, I'm thinking that the dog gets blown up. So give and take, but that floppy dog puppet, him going, hey, that was pretty good. So we die young. Out of all these, I would say this would be this would be the one to watch if you're only gonna watch one off my list. I would say We Die Young with, uh, what was it, Dragon Eyes in a close second. Excuse me. However, I have two more. All right. I have one called Swelter. I haven't heard of this one either. It's because it's not very good. Mm. This is about uh, a group of uh, bank robbers, or I think they're fucking planning a heist on a casino or some shit. It goes sideways, and uh, they all get locked up in jail, except a cop maybe they were in cahoots with or tried to stop them or something. I don't know. I was half paying attention to this one. It lost me kind of early, and then they either get out of prison or escape prison, and they go to track this dude down who lives in an old west town, and <laughs> he's the sheriff of this town and has amnesia and doesn't remember anything about taking this $10 million or whatever. So now this gang of fucking uh, thieves come into town looking for their money, and Jean-Claude plays the old guy of the group and uh like one of the main set pieces is this like brothel bar that's like old timey themed it's weird like it's a modern movie but everything's like old western timey themed and shit i don't know it's uh it's a lot of who gives a fuck really uh it's trying to be like super edgy and cool without being edgy and cool like they're in this fucking house of whores and no one's popping the gimmicks out so it's just like all right well what the fuck kind of movie is this if you don't give a damn i don't give a fuck so they filmed at camp zool is what you're saying (laughs) ah you know that's not a that's not I want to say more of like a rundown version of the town in the Blob remake. Mm. 
I would say something more akin to that. But, uh, yeah, really, really weird and just, meh, sorry, meh. And I think I have one more, Joe. Da, 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 da. Yes. Minions, the rise of Gru. You ever heard of this, Joe? You ever heard of the Minions or this Gru fellow? I've heard of the Minions. I've never seen a Minions movie or whatever they were based off of before it. I don't know. I think it's despicable me, but don't quote me on that. I think you're right. I've not seen any of those. Again, like Kung Fu Panda, this this is pretty popular. And this is like a a big franchise. So, <sighs> hold on. I take it back. Sure. Because we took the kids to see The Secret Life of Pets, which is an absolute piece of shit. But it started out, they had a short about the Minions. And I don't remember what they were trying to do, but it was like something forgettable, obviously. But that is my only experience with the Minion. <laughs> you, you like how they speak in some old Eastern European gibberish bullshit? I did not like that. No. <laughs> All right, I was just making sure it was some kind of Czechoslovakian shit, not broken Spanish. Mm. I was waiting for you to say, hey, hold on, hold on. They were just having trouble with the language. But no, <laughs> they weren't. All right. And so I'm not the dickhead. No. So uh, Rise of Gru takes place in the 70s. Uh, it starts out, there's like this world's version of the Sinister Six. You got Black Lady, played by Taraji P. Henson. And then you got a couple other ones. And uh, this French guy with a lobster claw for an arm. And his name's Juan Claude. Get it? Mm-hmm. And just like Kung Fu Panda 2, he has about a page of dialogue. And he's like doing a fucking French voice. So you can fucking understand him even less than <laughs> normal. <laughs> uh, so Gru is like the, I guess, the main character in this despicable me shit. It's like movies from the villain's point of view, I guess, what I'm gathering from this movie. And uh, he fucking, or I guess this team, they're going to find this fucking amulet that has powers. The leader of the group gets it. And they f they're flying away, and he hands it up to him on the helicopter or their fucking villain car or whatever. It's like, here, take it and pull me up. They're just like, no, you're old, and we're done with you. Ha, 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 I'm the leader now. So they have auditions for a new fucking member of their team. Gru comes in. They're just like, oh, you're just a kid, mate. Get out of here. He's like, I'll show you. And he steals the little amulet thing. And then the fucking old guy kidnaps him. You think, oh, my God, this old man just kidnapped this young boy. Fortunately, nothing happens. And then the fucking evil super friends try and get them to get their little jewel back. 
and uh this little it's this whole thing is like uh chinese new year themed because this little jewel will change people into the fucking animals of the Chinese New Year calendar, <laughs> except for Juan Claude that changes him into like fucking Mr. Hyde for some reason. And uh <clears throat> yeah, it's I didn't give a fuck for <laughs> it. I don't I don't get how this shit got so big or it just but the thing that got me is this is like a heavily Asian themed movie. It takes place during Chinese New Year. They go to the Asian part of San Francisco, also known as San Francisco. So you see all this fucking Asian shit. And then there's like a karate master played by Michelle Yeoh. However, the fucking character design looks like an old Mexican lady. None of the Asian characters in this movie look Asian. So I think they were just like, oh, Asian hate's really big right now, and we can't even make them look anything like an Asian character. So just make them off-white. So it just, yeah, you're, uh, you don't have to put them in a fucking Raiden hat with buck teeth and shit, but, you know, just design it to make it, make me not, how does this fucking Mexican grandma know Kung Fu and shit? It was, mm. but yeah, this movie, no, no. I think John claude taught her when she was in prison. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and that is the story of Chun Li, <laughs> Kung Li's brother. But yeah, uh, after this one, I thought, you know, this is going to be the last one because we ran out of movies. But I have just enough to make one more year out of this if nothing else comes out. But. He does have a couple that are supposed to come out this year, but if we survive long enough and decide to continue on with this, join us next year when I'll be talking about Kill 'em All, two of the later kickboxer movies, and Morocco or Monaco Forever, some Monaco shit like for, that. Yeah. There, there you go. Early in his career. So yeah, Joe, how was how was this year for you? Oh, it was all right, I suppose. Uh learned a bit more, you know. And like I said, he's pandemic must have been hard and lonely for the man. <laughs> yeah, uh it was all right. Again, like we said before, all his drug problems aside, he seems like a decent enough guy, just very European. Mm-hmm. So, sleep well. Hey, Joe. Hey, Tom. You like comic books? Less and less. Hold um, on, Joe. It's not what you think. Oh, really? Do you like Tales from the Crypt? I do not. 
Just kidding. It's the JCVD a thon, so I didn't fucking even bother watching any of that. However, Joe, we did put up a poll on the Facebook page and the YouTube page. Again, giving the audience a chance to vote on the next series we cover. And it was a close race, Joe. Hmm. I thought it was going to be a tie. But after I did the totals, we have a winner by one vote. It was neck and neck between between Tremors and The Thing. Which one do you think won, Joe? I think The Thing won. It did. So. Next uh, week, we will be starting with, what is it, The Thing from Another World? Yes. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Excuse me. Again, all of these are on a streaming service. However, The Thing movies are on different streaming services. Luckily, Walmart, they have their Halloween shit out. And this year, uh, The Thing Trilogy, we'll call it, is uh, one of their glow-in-the-dark dvd packs for 10 bucks so anybody out there if you want to join us that way go right the fuck ahead but i did check and they are they all are on streaming services just different ones okay i mean i have the thing yeah i figure we each have the middle one so yeah uh yeah okay thing from another world which i've never seen next week can't wait, Joe. You know Can't what? I wait. might even try to find a novella and maybe read that real quick, too. Uh, yeah. Hey, Joe, you like Spider-Man's? No. So, in Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, what the hell happened? Nothing much. Who the hell did he fight? God damn, I just read this today. I forgot about it. It was another guest star. Oh, the White Tiger guest stars, because there's some protests going on. Uh, They're closing night school. So we learned, they finally acknowledge that Peter's been going to night school every once in a while to finish, uh, to catch up with everything he falls behind on for, you know, because he's swinging around during the day and doing shit like that. I don't know. They've got some papers there that the White Tiger steals, but then there's some other organization that's stealing it, too. It sucks. It's stupid. It's stupid. So I read that, and then I read Amazing Spider-Man number 172. I think that's the number we're on. Uh, This starts out and introduces a new character that's got a skateboard, and it's rocket-powered. You know, so he can just zoom through traffic, and Spider-Man's is having some uh, trouble catching this guy. But he does. He catches him, just throws him on a cop car, and that's it. That's We're introduced to that character for nothing, it seems. And uh, Liz Allen. They needed more diversity, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Liz Allen, like somebody's in her house. When she comes home from being on a date with Harry Osborne, and she's, oh no, not you. So who could Which, it be? It's no. fucking weird. Like they're fucking. I know it's back in the day, but I mean, you motherfuckers are engaged and you're not living. 
with each other. The fuck's yeah. going on here? Um. Yeah, so we know who that is because we've been reading all this shit. We know her brother is the Molten Man. And sure enough, it's the Molten Man. So he has her steal some shit. She's not a thief, so she gets busted. And for some reason, the Daily Bugle's raising her bail money. Like, she doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> like, fuck her. You know, it's, it's odd. Uh, that professor lady that helped build the Spider Slayer, she comes to visit Jonah Jameson, and he gets all happy. And, uh, <laughs> aka he pops wood yeah yeah uh, and then spider-man's in the molten man fight and uh it's ends on the molten a man gets away and then yeah. the cops around spider-man mm-hmm. and they treat him like he's the fucking rocket ranger <laughs> it's not good i mean it's it's very uneventful I mean, there was one panel that I thought looked cool with the with the molten man, like all hot, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, but no, it's just another bullshit issue, you know. Yeah, I don't believe it. Mm. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if oh, Spider Man gets shot, and then they pull. Oh my God, he was a white guy, and then they feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, Joe. You like stores that aren't around anymore? I do, Tom. I do. You know, uh, travel down memory lane for this one, Tom. And uh, probably the oldest one that I can recall is a store called Best. They were so fucking arrogant. They just called their store best <laughs> you remember these stores Tom? Fuck no <laughs> well they had the distinction it, it was a weird concept because they had like a whole toy section and a sport section sporting goods that was off on its own and they had a kick-ass toy selection but the rest of the store was all just displays you know like if they had a like a toaster oven there. It was on display and you could look at it or whatever. And then if you wanted to get it, you'd tell one of their salespeople and then they would go back and get it for you. You know, it was a, yeah, it was just a weird concept and all their stores looked different. They didn't, you know, have the same, you know, the, the people that owned this place were real into architecture. So they had one that looked like the building was fucking falling apart. You know, and they had one that looked all space age. Uh, Real strange, strange shit. Uh, And I guess they were around until like 86, maybe 90 something. But yeah, when I was a kid, it was like they had like the coolest toy section around. I remember this was when uh, Star Wars first came out. (laughs) And they had all the new Star Wars toys, you know, it was just a sight to see. And they had the Micronauts toys. They had all fucking kinds of action figures. Um, a pretty cool, pretty cool place, Tom. Hey, Tom was born in 1985. Mm-hmm. You remember this store best? <laughs> it closed in 1986. Sorry, Joe. I was in Chicago land at that time. They were all over the U.S., huh? Were they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that place at all. Yeah. 
Ask your mom. I will. Hey, mom, do you ever go to the barrio and go to the <laughs> store best? <laughs> see, mijo, see. Muy bueno. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number five, Joe, is also a toy store that were in malls. And this was KB Toys. They didn't have the best selection. But what they did have was reasonably priced. This is a place where I got a lot of the Marvel Universe collections. It was like uh, repackaged figures from the X-Men and Spider-Man line, line, lines in a different packaging because, oh, you know, it's the collector's boom and it's fizzling out. But if we put this in a different box we might be able to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And they did. They had a lot of threes for 799s and it was a beautiful time, but unfortunately the stores were very small and if people were in there it was very hard to get through, especially yeah. being a fat fucking kid. So, mm-hmm. KB Toys, rest in empowerment. At number uh, four, Tom, have a, a store that was in the malls. This was a toy store. It's called KB Toys. Now, I wasn't exactly a kid. At this <laughs> I guess I would be more of a collector at that time. So I'm just buying shit just to buy it because I'm fucking dumb. Uh, but... You know, they didn't have the best selection, but what they had was a clearance section. You know, it would be like maybe three figures for like seven ninety nine. <laughs> I got a lot of shit like uh, the Aliens figures and uh, Swamp Thing figures. And uh, Fantastic Four had a line of figures, and I picked up some of those. And the only drawback is they put these stickers on the fucking packaging, on the cardboard. And you couldn't get that shit off without ripping off the cardboard. Um, yeah, heat it up, Joe. Mm. With a blow dryer or a heat gun. Well, I now still you know. have Swamp Thing figures. I don't know that I have any of the Aliens figures. I might have sold those off already. But uh, yeah, KB Toys. Those fucking aliens figures were huge. I fucking don't even did don't even and didn't even like those fucking alien figures, but I had a couple of them. I know I had like a gorilla alien figure where it had a rubber head and you squeeze it and I'd fill it up with my little boy loads and then it would shoot out of its mouth. Right onto Vasquez's face. <laughs> <laughs> you whore. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Joe, number four. I had a store in the mall. Most malls had this. You could get music and movies from this store. Physical editions. It was a good store. It was a goodie store, Joe. (laughs) It was Sam Goody. Where you could go and get physical copies of movies and music. I'm guessing you went to this store 
as well. Sam Goodies. Uh, I would always confuse them with the. Uh, was it Sun Chase? Was there a place called Sun Chase that was like the same kind of shit? Sun Coast? Sun Coast. There you the go. The movie store? Yeah. Well, they had records and shit. Not records, but CDs. Right? Not no? Sun Coast. No. Okay. Well, Sam Goody. Sam Goody, I remember them having like, like that fucking uh, anime. Anima. Like, yeah. They had a whole anime <laughs> section. They. I just remember them being fucking really high priced on a lot of their stuff. They probably were, Joe, because it was in the mall and that's where you had to go and get it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Hey, you go now. Okay, so Tom, my number three was a place that was in the mall. And uh, this was a bookstore by the name of Walden Books. What? Goosebumps. Yeah. Now, at the time, the publishing industry <laughs> was pretty different, you know, and they uh, they had everything sectionalized. You know, you had your science fiction section, you had your horror section, you had, you know, all kinds of shit. And picked up a lot of books from there. Also picked up like uh, magazines like Fangoria or whatever. And uh, they also carried comic books, Tom. They had a spinner rack, but a fancy spinner rack, not a wire one. It was like plastic. So the comics weren't all fucked up in them. And uh, this was also at the beginning of the trade paperback. You know, when they were starting to do that, collected editions, graphic novels. They called them. So I picked up a lot of that shit from there, too. Walden books. So. That was definitely a stop for me. I would go in there for the magazines and the floppies. On their fantastic spinner racks uh -huh. that were plastic, you see. Yeah. Joe, number three. It was Joe. Sorry, I had a stroke. Okay. <laughs> Number three, it was not in a mall, but they were located by a mall and recently closed down in the last few years and then popped up in the last couple years inside of Macy's for some fucking reason. And this is Toys R Us, and the R was backwards because they were pirates, you see. <laughs> yep, fucking during the gay 90s, they had fucking their fucking giant ass figure aisles and shit, fucking just aisles and aisles of figures. It seemed at one point like half of one fucking aisle was all Star Wars and the other half was all fucking Spawn shit. Yep. Then you would go around, and then you would have your Marvel and DC shit, and then you'd go around, and you have all your fucking wrestling shit. Aisles and aisles of figures. It was a wonderful time for a child who liked to stick the heads of action figures in his penis hole, Joe. Uh, yeah, they carried a lot of the uh, 
McFarland shit, the, the movie maniacs and the like, but some of them were a little different, right? They had like edited versions or some shit. Yes, they had one where Angela had underwear on, Joe. <laughs> Remember when you learned about that a couple weeks ago? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, to hell with him. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, Tom at number two. This place was not in a mall. But it seemed to be the size of a mall. And this was Fry's Electronics. Uh, so they all had a theme. And they all had like a little cafe in the middle of it, you know. But fuck all that. I was there for their huge movie section. And uh, they had a lot of shit. They had a lot of CDs and fairly reasonably priced uh, their computer shit was good i remember getting my first epson from there and i think i picked up a laptop from there and their staff was knowledgeable how about that shit you know um yeah when i first moved here to dallas there was still one here but it's like it was like a ghost fucking town man like a lot of the aisles were empty and it's like they were just holding on, clinging on to life, you know, for as long as they could. And I guess people, like people that know how to build computers, they would still go and get shit from them or whatever. Because they weren't really selling much of anything else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sad day. Yeah, it's weird. You would think uh, with the reasonable prices they had and everything that they had, the store would still be open. But... uh yeah, towards the end of it, there was, like, nobody fucking there, and their DVD section just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. And it was all, like, it wasn't good shit, either. It was all, like, uh, Mill Creek stuff and, and shit like that, compilation DVDs. At the end. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, right. they used to have, like, the boutique labels. Yeah, they the had time. all that shit before anybody else did, you know, before. Because even... Uh, I would say shit like a synapse. Those yeah. were the boutique labels at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Rustin empowerment. If we were doing a top six list, that would have been number six. Hmm. Mm. But it wasn't, Joe. My number two, Suncrust or something. Is that the name of it? It I was in a mall. Yeah. They had an Animas section or something. <laughs> Suncoast video where you would pay a lot more for something, but chances are they fucking had it. And back then, you know, there was only a couple spots you can go. You couldn't get on the internet and shit. So if you wanted a VHS copy of Phantasm 3 and they fucking had it, you better fucking pick it up there, you fat-titted mo, because you're probably not going to find it anywhere else. And then they had those fancy posters I was talking about, where it's the poster that's shrink-wrapped on a giant piece of cardboard. Oh, my God, how fucking amazing. <laughs> Suncrust, rest in empowerment. Right next to Hickory. Fuck yeah. Smoked meat and movies. <laughs> At number one, Tom, 
I probably spent more money on uh, DVDs and uh, video games and fucking books and graphic novels than any other place, and that is Hastings. Uh, didn't have one in Corpus where I lived, but uh, where my brother lived in Round Rock, there was one. And then driving, I guess, into... Uh, Whatever town is before San Antonio, there was one there too, and I would stop at them and I would fucking load up on shit. I'd find all kinds of good shit there, you know. And again, reasonably priced, you know. It was like three for ten bucks or some shit like that. Or they had other kind of specials that they would go on. Uh, got a lot of uh, like Blue Underground stuff from there. A lot cheaper than you would usually find it. Uh, Synapse stuff, which is usually expensive as shit. But all their used stuff was, was good. I got a lot of Asian action and horror movies from that place. A lot of graphic novels. See, I'm, I would spend so much money in this fucking place when I go in. Uh, but, lamentably, it is gone. Gone forever. Hmm. Well, Joe, my number one is a place that had it was it was a big place, Joe. It had music, it had movies, it had books, it had magazines, it had t-shirts in it. It had posters. It had little countercultural knickknacks. And things like that, Joe. And this was Tower Records. Have you heard of this place? I have. Man, did they blow Suncrust out of the water when they opened up one of those in front of a mall. <laughs> hey, look at all this shit that's reasonably priced. I can't believe it. I'm a young fucking punk kid. I'm just going to walk in there and steal everything. <laughs> And that's what I did, Joe. <laughs> I just don't like climbing stairs. So I was never a fan of Tower. Ah, take the elevator. <laughs> but yeah, they had a fucking good movie section, a great music section. That was when I gave a fuck about music. And uh, their magazine section was awesome. That's where I would go to get my goosebumps. And... Uh, you know, whatever I couldn't afford to pay for, I would just ride my bike up there, stick it between my butt cheeks, and then walk out. If you want this Goosebumps book, you're going to have to dig in my ass. Little did I know the security guard was a pedophile. <laughs> so, Joe, those were our top five stores that no longer exist. Gone, but not forgotten. Next week, because very original and very timely, we will do our top five martial artists, Joe. All right. Everybody, thank you. If you're still here and you're on YouTube, might as well subscribe. Seeing those numbers climb makes Joe happy. Smash that like button. Pick the pieces up and gently open the hole of your penis and place each individual piece inside. Gently 
gently on the body. You don't want to tear your urethras. You just do it gently. And then head on over to dwnproductions.net. Check out all my art mask busts. I was going to say shirts, but that's fastcustomshirts.com, but over at dwnproductions.net. Mask bus props, all that stuff. Like I said yesterday, if you want something for Halloween, now is the time. Joe T-shirts. Fastcustomshirts.com. You can peruse the many, many, many options I have to choose from on the website. If you need custom work, well pretty busy and i'm waiting for two big fucking invoices to get paid but if you get your order in before they pay them i'm gonna do your order first because that's the way that shit goes so up to you well it was a good run juan claude rest and empowerment you will be missed everybody i hope you have a fantastic fucking week it goes great for you and all your dreams come true. Hopefully, yes, that is important. Hopefully, we will see you again next week, Monday, not Sunday. Monday. So, uh, we will be back to talk about this vegetable based alien man <laughs> and what have you. All right, then, boy, God. The song, 